When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to Day to Day, presented by the Hammer Betting Network. As always, on Day to Day, it will be myself and TA from CleveAnalytics.com breaking down some key injury notes on the upcoming NFL week this week. We missed last week's episode, but actually, fortunately for us, it wasn't necessarily a week where there were some key injuries to break down, so I guess it actually worked out pretty well. But without further ado, TA, welcome. How are you doing today? Good, man. Just... uh running through these injuries as usual and um it's actually not as bad i think as uh as we've seen i think a handful of weeks ago there was it was way worse so um these are pretty straightforward but obviously uh everything is worth discussing so uh let's get to it yeah of course so we will start with thursday night football the buffalo bills headed to new england right now buffalo a four and a half point favorite some injuries on both sides, most notably for the Buffalo Bills. Von Miller with a meniscus tear out indefinitely. Not sure if that means he'll be able to make a playoff run or whatnot. Obviously, those knee injuries are tough. And on New England side, running back Damian Harris is doubtful with a thigh injury. Of course, they have Ramondre Stevenson in that backfield that takes some of the pressure off Harris. But talk to me, T.A., that Miller injury seems like a big deal for Buffalo now. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I, I think um, the, the good news for Buffalo is they are pretty deep uh, defensive end. Gregory Rousseau is coming back this week. He did practice in full today. So uh, it looks like he will get the start. So that helps. I mean, if he would have been out too, you would have had your top two edge rushers out. But at least you do have Rousseau in there. You've got guys like uh, Epineza, who, who's also uh, coming back from injury this week. Uh, and then you also have uh, Boogie Basham. So you do have, you know, quality guys out there. It's not like you're going to be completely barren. So, uh, you know, definitely helps um, quell the loss a little bit uh, of Von Miller. I think where it may hurt is in those key situations late in game where you need a sack like Von Miller, that's where he stands up. But uh, in general, I think from a from a point spread perspective, you know, maybe that's, you know, worth a half a point or so. I'm not really sure. You know, it's more about, um, you know, if you're on a key number or not, this is not a key number. It's sitting at four and a half. So, uh, you know, maybe that's a little bit of a, like a half a point drop there, but um, in general, I don't, I don't think it's as big of a deal. And then you look at, uh, you know, the Patriots have some injuries themselves. I saw J- uh, Jabril Peppers at, at safety. He's got an illness. He didn't practice today. Uh, you mentioned Damian Harris, but I think in general, most team, uh, you know, the, the, the Patriots are pretty healthy. And I think the Bills, like I said, besides Miller, they do get back Rousseau. Uh, they also get back Tredavious White, who played 15 snaps last week in his debut against the Lions. They limited him on purpose, I think, to, to get ready for this game. So it sounds like he'll get a full allotment of snaps. They also get back Tremaine Edmonds at linebacker. So, you know, they're relatively healthy uh, outside of the Von Miller situation, at least uh, as healthy as they've been in a while. So it uh, should be a good game on Thursday. Yeah, certainly the Buffalo Bills defense missing some key components throughout the season, guys that they need to go for this stretch run. So glad to see that they're healthy and uh, should be looking at a great game on Thursday night between two AFC East rivals. 
headed to an NFC North rivalry, the Chicago Bears hosting the Packers. Right now, line is sitting at Green Bay minus four, and that's after Aaron Rodgers announced today on the Pat McAfee show that he should be good to go to suit up against the Bears this weekend. On Chicago's side, Darnell Mooney and Eddie Jackson both headed to the injury reserve, which is unfortunate. And also Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker. Brisker, a stud safety, just adding to the just the lack of talent now on the Chicago Bears defense. Um, T.A., I mean, just not only from an injury perspective, but from a line perspective, seeing this just at four, even with the injuries, we know how bad the Packers defense is as well. But this, uh, these Gordon and Brisker and Jackson injuries to an already depleted team that sounds like the bears can't cover anybody now whatsoever yeah and there this is already since they traded roquan smith and uh robert quinn it's literally been uh the worst defense in the nfl one of the worst we've seen during that stretch i mean they're from an epa perspective like the distance between them and number 31 is the same distance from 31 to i think 19 so it's just been atrocious mike white carved them up last week and eddie jackson was hurt on that play where uh, uh garrett wilson took a uh, an in route for for a touchdown, and so you know you, you mentioned those young sa- young safety and Brisker and Gordon uh, at cornerback um, missed the game due to a concussion. We don't know if they're going to play or not this week as well. They lose Eddie Jackson as kind of their their last remaining you know veteran <laughs> in that defense. I mean, it's just an absolute mess. And then we also you know you didn't, uh, you mentioned Mooney, but we don't even know if Justin Fields is going to play. That obviously would would change things. I think. Um, you know, if he does play, I, I think this this number will hold. If he doesn't play, I mean, this could get out to a full touchdown. Uh, so, you know, and then obviously Rodgers, it looks like he will play. It's an interesting game. I mean, this was sitting at two and a half uh, yesterday, and I was I was staring at it and didn't pull the trigger. I probably should have. But, um, yeah, this number will, will be interesting if uh, if Fields is, is officially announced out, which may not happen till you know, could be till Saturday. So, uh, they, you know, that is something to keep an eye on if you're if you're. Uh, willing to take that risk, and it might be worth it, even with Fields playing. You know, with that defense, even Green Bay, who's struggling, could could really um, you know rack up some points there. And um, you know, the the Packers do still have some some talented players on that defense, so um, it might be worth a shot if you're if you're interested in, in taking a risk there. Um, that Fields might not play. Yeah, no, certainly I was in the same boat, staring at that two and a half. Was thinking, of course, Rogers' history with the Bears. Remember the injury, the love. Jordan Love did have a decent outing in Philly in that driver two that he did have, but of course, a lot to be remained, a lot remained to be seen there. And then the Bears, Justin Fields, I ignored it. Next thing you know, it's at four. So I guess we shall see which direction that number moves into. But uh, you know, not great for Chicago Bears defense that, like you mentioned, is already one of, if not the worst, in not only just this season, but in the past couple of years on defense. But headed to what might be the marquee game of the weekend, the Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Casey's sitting minus two. And Cincinnati, despite not having Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase last couple of weeks, doesn't really seem like they've missed a step. But Jamar Chase is expected to play after his hip injury. Mixon dealing with concussions still to be determined. On KC's side, again, relatively healthy. However, they have Cardarius Tony, who is TBD with a hamstring injury. They signed Brian Edwards to their practice squad. Not sure if that's enough time for him to get acclimated with the system and get snaps. But, of course, another weapon down for Mahomes. Uh, again, T.A., we're looking at a hell of a game. What are you seeing here, and what do you think of these injuries? Yeah, I mean, Chase, uh, we thought that Chase was going to play last week. I actually took the – I was on the Bengals um, midweek when it looked like he was going to play. Joe Burrow kind of let you – know, thought, we thought he let the cat out of the bag saying he'll play. So, you know, I immediately grabbed that number under a field goal and then was a bit surprised when they held him out 
last minute. Uh, still got the cover and the win, which is good. Uh, and then I, I honestly don't think Mixon is worth anything to the spread. Uh, I actually, if you look at some of the, the success rate numbers and some of the DVOA metrics, I mean, it's obviously a smaller sample. So you, you got to take a little bit of the grain of salt. But Samaje Piran is actually a better running back. Uh, from that perspective, he's actually more elusive than Mixon. He's a be- he's he's the best uh, DVOA receiving running back uh, in the NFL, and we saw that they didn't really miss a beat last week. So, you know, I don't think he's worth anything to the spread. It's just more of having a you know a death piece. But it's really about Jamar Chase, uh, uh, the fact that he's definitely in there. I think um, you know, that was some support from uh, some sharp money on on the Bengals. Got this line from three down to two, two and a half at this point. Uh, which I think will linger for a while. The Tony injury, you know, it's just one of those things where the Chiefs, you know, they can use every weapon in a potential high-scoring shootout like this. You, you know, you need you need as many receiving options as you can. So, uh, not that he'll affect the line at all, but just from a you know a pure explosiveness standpoint, having him in there uh, would help Mahomes in, in this offense. But it should be a great game. Yeah, it's certainly very excited for that one. A nice playoff rematch from last year and uh, two AFC heavyweights going at it in Cincinnati this weekend. Now we're going to head to Las Vegas where the Raiders are hosting the Chargers. Right now this line is sitting at Chargers minus two, even one and a half at some shops. And Las Vegas coming off that huge back-to-back overtime wins. But Josh Jacobs, the man of the hour, 303 all-purpose yards. He has a little bit of a calf injury. He apparently was supposed to be ruled out of that game, but came back in for overtime and, of course, broke that big run. But now his status is unknown for this matchup against the Chargers. And on the Chargers side, Mike Williams still questionable with that lingering ankle injury. Well, they also have seen uh, offensive lineman Corey Lindsley and Trey Pipkins questionable as well for an offensive line that has done a good job protecting Herbert so far this year. Uh, the spread has seemed to kind of bounce around, T.I. What are you seeing here? Yeah, I mean, the Jacobs injury, uh, you know, usually running backs don't affect the spread, but I think he would. Uh, you know, he's been so valuable to that offense. You know, awesome game. Last week, you know, uh, had that game-winning run. Um, he he had 33 carries after 24 the prior week in back-to-back overtime games. I mean, with that calf issue, I, that's going to be hard. I, you know, it's something I need to look at is running backs who get, you know, uh, above a certain carry threshold, you know, call it 25, 30 carries. Well, what happens next week? I know someone had brought that up to me on Twitter a few weeks ago when Saquon Barkley was, was coming off of a 30-plus carry game. Um, I didn't really look too deeply into it. And the next week he was shut down uh, by a bad Lions run defense. So there might be something to that. So um, especially when you've got a calf injury that they're really working on, you know, that's something that could linger. And, and again, they're going to need him against the Chargers who can't stop the run. Uh, but, you know, he, he could be ultra valuable. And I think if he was announced out, there's a chance this could get to three uh, because I do think, you know, just from a pure matchup standpoint and, and the value that he's added to this Raiders offense, you know, that 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 could could uh, uh, loom large. And then on the Charger side of things, you know, their offensive line, you know, just always banged up. You know, Pipkins is not great at right tackle, but he's better than the backup that's there. And then at center, Corey Lindsley has been one of the best you know centers in the NFL the last handful of years. He's been in and out of the lineup. Uh, they can really use him to um, to kind of anchor that offensive line. He's got a concussion that they're dealing with, so who knows if he'll come come out of protocol. Uh, Mike Williams, obviously, key uh, factor outside. They already got back Keenan Allen, which helped, but you know Mike Williams kind of gives them a full arsenal. And you know they held him out uh, last week. It looks like he may have come back too early a couple of weeks ago and re-aggravated that ankle. So I wonder if they'll be a little more cautious here. But you know they need him. They need to make this this. Uh, 
they need a stretch run here to to get into the playoffs. So I'll be curious to see how that uh, how they handle it. Maybe they'll put them on a pitch count, but maybe at least get them in the red zone. You know, I think that that's a possibility. But should be a really good game. Like I said, keep an eye on the Jacobs injury. If he is announced out for whatever reason, if that cap flare you know, that calf flares up later in the week, if he's not practicing on Friday, I mean that's something that can really uh, affect this line. Uh, so the, uh, that's probably the biggest injury, I think, to keep an eye on there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Yeah, 100% agree. And, and like you mentioned, running backs rarely have too much impact on the point spread. But when it's somebody like Jacobs, who I guess you could put in that weapon category, as we saw him catch a couple of short passes as well, has that multifaceted ability to run and catch the football. Definitely a weapon that the Raiders need in a huge AFC West matchup. Now we're going to the NFC West and the team that I'm sure we're all sick about talking about, the Los Angeles Rams. Now, the injuries that they are going through is the, the white flag has, has been raised in Los Angeles. The Seahawks are now up to eight-point favorites, considering that the Rams, of course, out Cup, Stafford, now Allen Robinson for the season. Their offensive line has been makeshift calling up, like we mentioned, the guys from like local high schools to fill in anybody they can get. Aaron Donald banged up. Talk to me, T.A., uh, not looking too good for Los Angeles, right? Yeah, and uh, you know, it looks like Donald's not going to play either. Uh, my, from what I, my understanding, again, that you never know, uh, but I'm not sure why you'd even risk it at this point. I mean, the season's completely shot. It's just, it's crazy. I've never seen, you know, I actually have some alternative under Rams uh, team total or uh, win total. So, you know, that's going to hit, but I, I mean, I didn't see this, this, it, and it's funny, the Rams of all the teams, like it's, it was a running joke for like five straight, six straight years like the, they're always one of the healthiest teams, never had a rash of injuries uh, in the NFL. Everybody uh, praised the, the training staff because of it. And now it's just all coming full circle on them and everybody is, is getting, getting hurt. And so, you know, this line opened up five. And again, this is another one I looked at and was like, wow, only five, all these injuries. And I just assumed Stafford was going to play at that number. And then, you know, once it sounded like, you know, he's obviously still in concussion protocol and, you know, the Donald injury that this thing jumped to seven and then quickly jumped to eight. I mean, we got uh, a big, big jump through uh, a key number like that. And so uh, to, to have the, the Seahawks laying eight on the road is something. But I mean, the Rams have nobody left. So all of their I mean, this has always been a stars and scrubs uh, roster and all the stars besides Jalen Ramsey are out like he's the only one left. And, you know, who even knows if, if he cares anymore? So uh, this will this is almost like a preseason offense that they put out there last week. If Stafford's out, I mean this this is getting this fight get close to ten. I mean I'm not sure, you know who's taking the Rams here. If Stafford plays, then it'll be interesting. Even with you know a bunch of backups, you know it's still Matthew Stafford. It's it's and it's still Seattle defense, which isn't very good. We saw Carr and Jacobs kind of rip through them last week, so that might drop that back down to seven. So keep an eye to, uh, on Stafford's condition to see if he if he is going to get out of that protocol. Yeah, we are seeing mostly seven and a half now. So the eights were available early. Seems to be creeping down again. John Wolford, their normal backup quarterback, also questionable, dealing with neck stiffness. And Bryce Perkins, as we saw in Kansas City, is unfortunately not the answer for the Rams moving forward. So an interesting team to keep an eye on. 
for the foreseeable future for obvious reasons. But heading into probably the this game can be defined solely as a playoff game. The NFC East, Washington Commanders headed to the New York Giants. I'll be at MetLife Stadium on Sunday, so very excited for this. And something that is very noteworthy is, of course, Washington touts two of the best interior defensive linemen in the NFL, arguably the best combination of the two, as well as some other key pass rushers, and expecting Chase Young to be available to play even on the not-so-great MetLife turf. Coach Ron Rivera saying that's not an issue and that they expect Young to be ready to go. And the Giants are dealing with some injuries to their offensive line, which is not great. Rookie Evan Neal and Shane Lemieux looking to you know be questionable for this game. They might get a boost on defense with Old Jolari coming off IR, so his window to be reinstated to, to the team in play is now in effect. But TA, if there are these line injuries, you know, of course we don't expect too much from Young coming back, but we know what the commander's defensive line can do. What do you think this line, where you see this line kind of going? Yeah, this is an interesting game. Uh, it's bouncing in that kind of you know pick them to two and a half range, um, you know, which is interesting, especially with with uh, Dallas coming off of extra rest here. Or sorry, the Giants coming off of extra rest after that Dallas game on on Thanksgiving. Yeah, you mentioned they 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 were missing most of that offensive line outside of Andrew Thomas against Dallas, and they actually held their own uh, overall against a great pass rush. So if they can get back, you know, one of those. I mean, there was four offensive linemen that were out uh, of the last game, Evan Neal uh, at the top of that list and a bunch of the guys in the interior. You know, if they can get one or two of those guys back, that'll be huge. Um, you know, the Washington defensive line can't create problems. Uh, and I think getting uh, you know, one or more of those guys will be will be obviously helpful. And then Azulari, as you mentioned, designated for return. Who knows? Like these guys get designated, they get like three weeks to, to actually um, practice and play. So you never know if they're they're coming back right away or it's going to be a few weeks. But you know uh, they could always use an extra pass rusher uh, on defense. Um, I'd also look at you know Dory Jackson. I know he hasn't practiced yet. You know having uh, him the number one cornerback. Uh, would be a game changer as well. So, I mean, I think if you get a handful of these uh, players uh, coming back, especially on the offensive line, you could see this kind of line uh, move back to closer to pick them. Um, it's it's an interesting uh, game. Like I said I have no a dog in the fight right now, but uh, it's uh, should be a lower scoring battle, and so every point matters here. Um, but that that's uh, that's going to be an interesting aspect, especially when that's the strength of the Washington defense is on the line. So you want to have all your parts there uh, on offense. And also the fact that Saquon Barkley has not been the same. He's not getting those same holes as he's had uh, earlier in the season, and that could be a function of the offensive line as well. So uh, clearly getting getting those guys back will help both on the pass and, and the run block. Yeah, it will certainly be very interesting. When the game was sitting washed, uh, the line was sitting washed in minus one and a half, I definitely expected it to kind of flip sooner than later, seeing more – an increase in the line to two and a half, two at some shops for the commanders now. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Daniel Jones turns into Tom Brady when he's facing the commander. So maybe none of these issues will uh, persist for New York, but that is a must win game for both of those teams in a tight NFC playoff race. And last but not least, another game that is certainly at the top of the ticket as one of the better games on the slate this weekend, Tennessee Titans headed to Philadelphia take on the Eagles right now. The sitting minus five, minus five and a half, depending where you look. And the big injury that we saw happen, it was a pretty, pretty tough hit if you saw it live. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson for the Philadelphia Eagles, the safety, lacerated kin- kidney, expected to be out. Definitely a huge player. What else are you seeing here, T.A.? Yeah, Gardner-Johnson is uh, was a key piece. They, they got him uh, right before the season 
from the Saints, and he's essentially been, uh, you know, Jonathan Gannon's uh, chess piece on defense, if you will, kind of moved all around. Sometimes he's in the box, sometimes he's in the slot. Um, he's actually one of their better run defenders. He led the team in tackles two weeks ago. So him being out is, is a big deal, especially since they've already lost their their number one um, nickel corner in Avante Maddox a few weeks ago. He's going to be out. So, um, you know, a couple guys in that secondary uh, not ideal. Now you do get a Tennessee Titans team that's not going to, you know, they're not going to spread you out and, and, you know, throw all over the yard. But, um, you know, that will, like I said, that could hurt their run run defense. It's already struggling a little bit. And, you know, you can see some of the, um, you know, potentially uh, the Titans take advantage. And now that they have Traylon Burks, maybe they stick him in the slot a little bit and, and you know, shoot down the field, create some openings. So, um, again, uh, just uh, added to the mix of, you uh, of the Eagles starting to see some, some, uh, uh, I guess, atrophy on that defense from an injury perspective, but that's going to be a really fun game. It's a great slate this week. And that's one of the better games as well. Certainly one of the better games. And last but not least, probably again, any of these three games between the chiefs Bengals, the, um, game we just discussed between the Eagles and the Titans. And now the 49ers and the Dolphins are three of the best games. Uh, we're going to go and talk about San Francisco very quickly, uh, them and the Dolphins. Of course, the Niners have had a barrage of injuries this season but are looking good. Miami seems pretty healthy. T.A., what are you seeing in this matchup with the line kind of creeping from three and a half, actually opening at four, down to three and a half, and back to four Niners as the home favorites? Yeah, there's a kind of a battle of sharp money here <laughs> going both ways. The key injury here is Terran Armstead for, for Miami. Um, stud left tackle. Hasn't allowed the sack this year. He's been, you know, one of the best left tackles in the NFL. He held, uh, you know, completely dominated uh, Miles Garrett two weeks ago. I mean, if there's a game you need your your offensive line intact, this is it against that uh, against Nick Bosa in that pass rush, and he's going to be out. And Greg Little, his backup, is literally may he might be the worst left tackle in the NFL when he when he gets the, the start. Um, he's got a twenty and a half pa- pass block uh, PFF grade. He's allowed twenty seven. Okay, get this, 27 pressures and four sacks on just 249 pass block snaps. Taron Armstead has allowed 13 pressures, essentially half as many, and no sacks on 336 pass block snaps. So, you know, uh, he's allowed half as many pressures on almost 100 more snaps, like just to tell you the difference in quality. I mean, Greg Little's been bad for a number of years. He was bad in Carolina. So that is a a gigantic downgrade. I mean, that's as big as it gets um, when uh, when it comes to kind of the drop-off between a left tackle uh, and a backup. And you're doing it against, you know, maybe the best pass rush in the NFL. So, you know, that is one that clearly is going to keep this number, I think, above three. Um, you know, otherwise, you know, you could have seen some sharp money down, uh, get this thing down to three. Otherwise, I think it's going to be three and a half to four for a while. Um, it's just really hard. Um, you know, Tua has not faced a ton of, uh, uh, you know, uh, tough pressure defenses. And so he's going up against the number one defense right now. And then you know, you're going to do it without your left tackle. It's, it's really hard. He's not going to have time to look down the field to get guys like Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill open. Um, so, you know, that's, that's going to be a, a killer for them uh, on the offensive line. And uh, clearly the market is uh, <laughs> is responding to it. So that's definitely the biggest one here. Yeah, certainly. And that is a great point that Miami, while showing some absolutely amazing things on offense, haven't really had a test so far. And this will certainly be that the San Francisco 49ers defense is really immaculate and it's going to be a great game. And after an underwhelming kind of week 12 slate, not necessarily littered with great games, week 13 will not disappoint. 
So I wanted to thank everybody for taking the time to listen to Day to Day. TA and I will be on the Edge Rush show with Hitman. Tomorrow we'll be breaking down every single game on the Week 13 slate. For more information, you could follow us at the Hammer HQ on Twitter. You could follow TA at Cleave TA and myself at Slime Action. Remember to like, rate, and review. We appreciate all of you. Best of luck this weekend. We'll see you guys later.